Hey, this is Ollie, and welcome to the Private Members Podcast for the Body Reset. This podcast has been built to help build the skill set of health so you're equipped with the skills to navigate life in a body that never holds you back. I'm going to walk you through some of the core concepts, beliefs, and strategies we use in the Body Reset coaching system to help transform your body, upgrade your energy, and dive deeper into understanding long-term health and performance. Let's find that first domino. All right, let's dive in then, guys. As I mentioned before, I'm going to keep the theme of this mindset call a little bit more around self-care. There's all sorts of presumptions that come with this one, so I'm, I'm looking forward to breaking this down a wee bit. But where I want to start is very much just getting an insight into what that actually looks like for you. So just to kind of get the chat started off with today and make sure that you're all listening and ready to rock, what does self-care actually mean to you? If you could summarize that in one sentence, put that one in the chat. I'd love to know what your perspective on this is. At the end of the day, these calls are very much just my perspective, which is only one perspective. And I'd love to get yours too. So <laughs> let's get a sentence of that in the chat and then uh, we can dive in and I can give you potentially some thoughts. Sonia, time out for solo time, me on my own. Perfect. Preparation for performance. I really like that, Daryl. Thinking about me in my day. Karen, that's great. Getting enough sleep. Absolutely. Looking after yourselves. Cool. Taking time out of how to do something you enjoy. Yep, I like that. So adding in not just the energy and performance, but also the joy bucket. Planning ahead, yep. Looking after my eating, sleeping, wellness so I can show up well. Taking time out of uh, out of the pressures of my day today, yeah. Making sure I've got priority at some point of the day. Exercise, time out, doing something for me. Um, doing something active at least once a day. Balance, making sure I'm good. Uh, I'm in good form so I can look after others in my life like that. Greg, getting a detailed list before the day starts. Taking care of myself, taking time for me. Cool. All right, we're all sort of on the same page with our own tweaks and adjustments of that definition. So how I'm going to break it down for you today, team, of what that looks like, investing into self-care, what that looks like, self-care calendar, do you have one? And then lastly, self-care is self-discipline. If we can dive into that, that might be a nice way to finish off. So I think the overall problem when it comes to self-care is we all have a theory of what it looks like, but we're also really, really good at as soon as we get busy, it's the first thing we throw out the window. <laughs> so be, by getting to that space where we are actually putting our own oxygen mask on before we're helping others, I think that's said uh, enough because it is true, but it's usually one that we ignore when it actually gets to the point of us putting that oxygen mask on. All right. So where I want to go with this is self-care isn't just about manicures. It's about intentional living. And if we can look at some of those steps that allow you to apply self-care around whether it is more performance focused right now, it is actually stepping back and slowing down, or if it is actually just giving you a good gentle or not so gentle kick up the pants to get yourself moving. It's really coming back to your version of that comes back down to intentional living and what you need out of that. Okay. So I'm going to give you three perspectives. I'm going to give you a thought or two to think about, and then we'll give, give you a question. That's kind of how these dynamics work, um, just really to give something to you to walk away with, uh, or at least think about through the rest of the week. All right. So the, the quote that I really enjoyed this one here, and I, I've, I've heard this one come up a couple of times, but essentially it says, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. <laughs> and I think it was a really nice one that when things are just push, push, push for so long. At some point, we start to lose our marbles. It's, at some point, we start to get a bit short. At some point, we start to notice our body breaking down. And if we just give ourselves permission to pause, to breathe, to step out for a, for a second or two, now that tends to improve things. Karen, I, your face comes to mind last time I said this, but one of the other ones we mentioned was 
there's very few mental blocks that can outlast a 20 minute walk, right? And getting to that place where we can create those walks and, and uh, pauses in our day, I think it really just comes back to that permission to give yourself an unplug at some point. All right. So where we're going to start with this from more of a self-care standpoint is that invest space. And I think that the big thing for us is many of us get to a place that we're really good of, you know, uh, every. I'm sure everyone's got to this position before. They've booked a holiday. <laughs> And then two, three, four months until that holiday, you find yourself getting increasingly more busy, increasingly more stressed, and increasingly less likely to look after yourself. So by the time you get to that holiday, you really, really need one. <laughs> so it's kind of those places where we can do the big extravagant expense or, or, or experience to make it you know, an investment in our self-care. But one of the things I see happen on more of a day-to-day -day basis that maybe might be going under the radar for you, and certainly has for me in the past, is investing in the basics that actually allow you to feel good on a day-to-day -day basis, right? And I think the big one for me is food, right? Food is going up in price. Food is one of those things that I, every single Friday, get to the end of the week, and geez, how much? <laughs> it's certainly one of those things that certainly Australia and New Zealand are paying a bit more for food. But it's kind of like if you were to take your your Ferrari that we all know you have in your garage down to the uh, garage, down to the petrol station, you probably wouldn't make sure that you put the really crappy oil in and the really crappy petrol. You probably want to make sure you're looking after it, right? And just taking that little bit extra second to be like, this is the only vehicle you have, right? Are you actually looking after that? Are you actually putting good fuel in it? So paying a little bit more for the high quality meats, paying a little bit more to make sure you're getting in some good quality olive oils rather than the canola oil or whatever else it is coming through. And just being mindful of self-care is not the burger on the Friday. Self-care is the type of food that allows you to feel really good. And maybe it is the burger, but it's a space of getting to a place where you feel good after the meal. I've always said, if you're going to have a burger, make sure it's a damn good burger. Don't go to McDonald's. <laughs> make sure it's one that you actually enjoy and you get some good solid nutrients out of and some actual satisfaction <laughs> so it's kind of that sort of space of investing in the basics becomes a this actually feels really good rather than it just be giving myself permission to let go and forget about whatever calorie mess I just make up <laughs> invest in the basics like sleep right are we getting a high quality mattress are we investing that time to actually get to sleep on time and then of course the last one is you're all here because you've got to a point where investing in making sure you're running the right direction is part of that as well all right making sure that it's not just hard work it's making sure that your body's on your side and you know you're focusing on the right stuff so that's what i look at when it looks through the lens of you know investing in self-care it's not just the big extravagant holiday it's the day-to-day -day stuff and your decisions around do i cheap out on the on the cheap bread or do i actually get something that's high quality and i feel much better on okay so the first question I really have for you here is what are three things that you do right now that you pay for guilt-free? What are the three things that in your week or your month you pay for for you that is guilt-free? Just write that one down. I know at least a handful of you on this call have probably had a discussion with Chantal, Ross, or Dutch, and the, the conversation went, are you worth it? Now, all of us are really good at not putting ourselves first for so long that we'll quite happily put, uh, you know, have to pay for the car that broke down but won't pay for us when it breaks down. Just give you 30 seconds there. Salmon full omelets. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of splurge for that morning meal. High quality meat and veg. Yep. Yeah, there you go, Daryl. Body reset. <laughs> quality food, the gym sessions, organic meat from the local butcher. Yeah, Duncan, I actually, um, I've used the same butcher for about, probably about 10 years now. And I think it comes to a total of about 600-ish dollars a month. But it's a, um, that's literally where I get all of my meat every single month. And I know I feel much better every single time. So just the, if I can get those key anchors of just high quality meat, I think the one saying that always comes to the front of my mind when 
I'm investing in that stuff is I am what my, my what my food ate. <laughs> so if it's going to be you know caged caged hens with grain fed crap, then I'm going to feel like crap. If I can take the time to build back you know free range high quality um, meat, that makes a significant difference too. All right, next one I want to go through here, team, is the time block. Uh, if any of you have not gone through the phase one time block training, I think it's one of the key needle movers throughout the entire program that actually makes this real for you, makes sure that you can solidify the stuff that you actually want to get done in your day done more often. Uh, I think it's a really key training at getting closer to that space of if you've got three calendars, that is why you struggle with getting you into your day because there's only one of you. So getting to the point that you're adding your personal stuff into one calendar as well as your work stuff, when you're going for a walk, when is lunch, when's the date night, when's uh, the massage, like whatever the thing is, making sure that you're blocking that into your calendar and you have one calendar. You know, certainly for me, for a very long time, it was like client calls happened because they were built in my calendar and all the writing and the creative work just kind of happened in the gaps around the day. So I wonder why it didn't happen. Now that I have those time blocks, whether it's just deep work or whether it's emails or whatever, you pretty much know exactly what activity I'm doing at any point in my day. I think I looked at Google earlier today. I've got uh, an average of nine hours a day scheduled in my calendar every single day, right? And none of that feels restrictive because it just allows me to focus. Like, what am I doing now? Look at the calendar. Cool. I'm onto that one, right? So getting close to that space of creating a space of time blocking that calendar so you know exactly what's where, that makes a, a huge difference, I guess, around your mental capacity and focusing on creating some structure in your day. Uh, if you are more the creative type and you do like that space, this is even more <laughs> needed because really uh, creativity comes, uh, what was the book I read? Um Turning pro, I believe it was called, uh, creativity comes at 9 a.m. on a Monday, right? It's creating that structure in your day so that you can create your creativity. You can create that space to think. If you just wait for something to come to you, it usually doesn't. So getting to that place of time blocking, I think, really makes a huge difference about getting the things done that are important to you done more often. So the first action step is that, of that is if you haven't watched that training, watch that training. The second part is what are three time blocks for you in that calendar, either what you have currently or ones that you might need to add, what are those three time blocks in your calendar for you? And the one thing I want to add here when we kind of get into this obsession of uh, productivity and getting more done, you think about, you know, when I said I have over now nine hours of my day scheduled, that might sound like it's, you know, a really intense day. That includes my workout, that includes my walk, that includes taking that time of knowing when I stop. All right. And I think a really nice perspective shift I had from one of my coaches here is, look, if if Netflix allows you to show up 100% the next day, then it's not a waste of time. Like it's actually, it's a it's a plugging you in to recharge to get you ready for the next day. Now, that's not me promoting or demoting Netflix, but getting to that space of being able to have that intentional wind down time, the metaphorical plugging in of your phone, that's what's required for you to show up at 100% the following day. So what are those three time blocks that you have in your day or need to have in your day moving forward? I'd love to get those one in, in, in the chat team. Just a couple examples of what that looks like for you. Cool. Friday lunch with a friend. No work Friday night. Yep. Time at the gym, riding in the mountains. Awesome photo in the, uh, in the weekend there, Daryl. It was awesome. Uh, workout, walk in the morning, journaling. Yep. Walk and gym sessions, walk, lunch, and time out. Yeah, so we're talking weekends, we're talking joy, we're talking exercise, we're talking reading. It's all of those little wind downs to break that through. Yeah, Kathy, I know we've had this discussion before, right? It's so easy to block in the the work meetings because it's like 
it's the stuff you get paid for. What can we look at adding in that day that actually makes a huge difference to you being able to show up for those as best you can as well? There's some really good examples there. So last one I have for you today, team. Self-care is self-discipline. This is uh, one of the ones that I think has allowed me to get to a space where I've redefined the exercise for me personally. It doesn't feel like I need to be in a space of needing a pre-workout or needing to be angry or needing to be motivated even to get a workout in. Self-care is self-discipline. And I think getting to that space that uh, redefining self-care rather than being the manicure and being the doing the hard things that you're not doing becomes a really great way to fit the things in your week that you know you feel better for and you don't need a holiday from. All right. So this is very much where you fit into one of two categories. Are you someone that is very much go, go, go? And your coach has kind of been talking to you about using that brake pedal every now and then, right? Like, are you sitting down? Are you pausing? Are you journaling? Are you doing something to really reflect, wind down, or take care of that breathing rate? <laughs> or are you someone that does need that little nudge, um, wants to add in a bit more activity, exercise, or, or um, sort of get up and go factor? You're going to be in one of these two categories. And this is where this isn't just a blanket rule of, you know, do hard things. For some of you, it's you're doing enough hard things, do some things to recover so you're ready for tomorrow. But that's where, where self-care is doing the thing you know you should be doing, but you're not, right? It's identifying your weakest link. For some of you, it may be movement. For some of you, it's having a solid breakfast. For some of you, it's making sure on the weekend you've been flat out all week and you're a get up and go Monday to Friday and you get to the weekend and you don't do anything for you. Let's create a nudge around that space also. So nice little question. What are you not doing? What are you not doing for you that you should be doing? What's the weakest link? What's that step? And we've used this on squad calls. Mastery know this very well. Uh, with our five dials, we break this down into energy, uh, sleep, nutrition, movement, and joy. And that's usually something that changes every month, right? Which one of those needs to be the focus? Which needs to be the new weakest link? So uh, anyone on this call in Mastery, make sure that those five dials are probably front of mind because that was a an action step from the weekend. For everyone else, looking at that space of what you've gone through so far, what are you not doing that you know you should be doing? What does that actually look like? It's not the one you know you enjoy doing, like you're motivated to get the workouts in or nail the nutrition or, or uh, the morning walk. It's the thing you should be doing, which might be the non, non-sexy non thing, the winding down, the journaling, the something else. Going to bed early. Yeah, classic example. <laughs> uh, hitting the protein target every day. Yep. Exercising consistently, slowing down, listening to my body. Yeah. Stretching before bed, that's a really good one, right? It's the non-sexy stuff. It's as easy to do as it's easy not to do. Uh, it's a really nice step in self-care. Turning off the phone before I go to bed. Yep. Taking time for myself, my young kids. Yeah. Putting down the book earlier to go to bed. <laughs> yep. My partner's in that boat at the moment. She's just read all night. I'm like, did you actually get any sleep? Or you just read, <laughs> put it down. Um, whereas I get one page and the book falls on me and I go to bed. Cool. Consistent meal prep. Uh, taking rest days, exercising daily, uh, ed, uh, earlier to bed. Right, so you, you kind of fit in these two categories, right? Like the first one is go to bed, slow down. The second one is get out of bed and go exercise, right? It just depends which category you're in. And it might be both. <laughs> cool. So to really summarize, team, I think, you know, this has really been the theme of the last two or three months. You know, do what's easy and your life will be hard. Do what is hard and your life will be easy. Uh, it's really getting to that space of leaning into the things that you know you should be doing that you're not doing uh, and leaning into a little bit more discomfort now that you feel better later. We've used this framing uh, every which way. And when it comes to don't do the thing now that feels easy, do it for what it makes you 
feel like in an hour or next day or whatever that might look like. Just creating that delayed gratification around what you are doing or more accurately managing your emotions in the moment. Because I think looking out the window and deciding whether you exercise based on the weather means that you only exercise like 50% of the time. So getting to that space where you can manage that emotion and do the thing anyway. And even if it is a navigating to you know, if it is truly sideways rain, maybe it becomes the activations, maybe it comes some sort of movement inside, but your commitment to yourself of doing the thing is still there. All right. And if we get to that space of just leaning into that as a gentle nudge and realizing that that's not you being hard on yourself, that is truly self-care. You're doing the thing you know you should be doing and looking at that in more of a compassionate way. Usually that becomes a little bit more helpful and, and you don't beat yourself up as much on the way along the way. Okay. So those are really my three perspectives, my thoughts for the day. I want to keep these ones short and sharp, team. What is the main takeaway out of those three points? We talked through investing into self-care. We looked at time-blocking self-care. And then lastly, self-care is self-discipline. Which one of those feels like it resonates for you most? What's your main takeaway from today? Uh, I'd love to at least get one from you in the chat, and then we'll wrap things up and you'll be ready for your week. Investing into myself. Yep. Time-blocking uh, tweak to match how I'm wanting to work. I like that, Kathy. Uh, time block my self-care. Yep, 100%. Working on the weakest link, doing the hard stuff. Yep, definitely time blocking. Yep, that's that nudge towards you, Joe. Watch that training if you haven't. Time blocking self-care, intentional living. I always like that one coming up. I've, I learned, I've heard that 10 years ago. I don't know where from, and it's stuck with me ever since. Intentional living. Yep, prioritize sleep again. Uh, one calendar for everything. Yep, there's one of you, so there should be one calendar. Uh, scheduling self-care into my calendar, making a commitment to myself to stick to it. Yep. Cool. Awesome team. Well, my feedback from uh, these Mondays, uh, they are usually nice and valuable, but they are also short, sharp, punchy, so you can get on with your week. So thanks for jumping on. Hopefully that sets up your Monday nicely. Lovely to see all of you on the call. And we'll uh, see you for squats. I believe it's in a week or two. And uh, looking forward to diving into that. See you guys. Bye.